Thanks for tuning in to Chilling with Chern and Kara. We are two cancer survivors who met by chance and decided to come together to share on our renewed perspective of life. If you like our podcast, do follow us and subscribe. We hope to connect with each and every one of you. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Chilling with Chern and Kara. Today, we have a special guest with us. Um, who do we have, Chern? We have Claudia. Claudia Magot. Am I saying that right? Sorry. <laughs> Margo. Margo. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Yes, we have it's Claudia okay. Margo. Close enough. Yay. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm good. So good to see you too. And Thanks talk so to much. you too. Just coming onto our channel. It's, it's been a while, Kara, isn't it? Yes, it has been a while and we're so happy to, um, you know, do this podcast with Claudia today. Right. So today we'll be talking about hair loss and how we cope with it. But just a little bit on our guest speaker. Maybe you could ask a little bit or if our guest speaker, Claudia, can share a little bit about herself. Um, so I'm a mother of two. And you want me to go into details about how I lost my hair? <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, can you please share with us on your diagnosis, you know, and uh, currently you're going through treatment still. So maybe you can explain to yes. us what kind of treatment you're going through. And uh, yeah. Um, sure. So I I was diagnosed with a stage one breast cancer. And um, my chemo treatments um, consist of drugs. Um, I don't remember the actual long names, but it's, um, I have two different kind of like treatments. It's called, one one drug is called AC. It's a combination of two drugs, but it's a very potent one. It's a red colored drug. So um, after I'm done with AC, I have this other drug, which is called T, which is milder. So long story short, I'm almost towards the end of my chemo treatment, but um, my hair loss started when I finished my second session of AC was when my hair started falling out in clumps and it was quite distressful because like, and I'm in the shower and I'm washing my hair and, you know, I just touch my hair a bit and you just see clumps of hair. So, yeah, it has been um, quite um, distressful to start with. Mm. Actually, my journey is really long. <laughs> Do you want me to like separate it in like, different segments no you can you know um, you can just talk about it like uh like, yeah. i mean because you we met when you know you went to the doctors right and yeah because you had a lump mm -hmm. right in your breast and then yeah. when you went to the doctor yeah you you found out that you had uh what kind of breast cancer again ah it's a triple negative breast cancer so apparently it's the most aggressive form of breast cancer um but you know, thank God, like thankfully this was discovered in stage one. So it's very curable. It's just that the whole treatment was going to be very uncomfortable, you know, like with all chemotherapy treatments and, you know, hair loss was definitely like an inevitable consequence of the treatment. And it was also like one of the side effects I feared the most. So um, when it happened after my second treatment, like I started losing hair, uh, it was really traumatic. And, you know, at first I thought I was mentally prepared to lose my hair. But I, I think when it actually happened, you just realize like, 
man, this is actually happening. <laughs> you know, no matter how mentally prepared you are, when it actually happens, it's, um, yeah, I, I just lost my cool. I couldn't really, you know, deal with it for a few days. Like when I'm eating, hair just starts falling in my food, etc. Mm. And it's finally after, you know, my husband encouraged me, like he was really sweet and supportive. He, he just said like, you know, actually it would make more sense for you to just shave your hair rather than just let it fall day by day. And I, I refuse to, to shave my head because that would, you know, I was just clinging onto the last strands of hair, whatever I could cling onto. But um, eventually I, I, I just got so fed up and I'm like, okay, let's just do it. So my husband helped me to shave my head on one Saturday night after we put the kids to bed. And um, you know what? I, I actually felt better after the whole thing. Like literally and figuratively, it was like a burden off my shoulders. And you know, once you, once you are past that hurdle, you, you just feel like hey, it's, not, it's not so bad after all, you know? It is technically just hair, but it's, it, it's more like a, a, it symbolizes, um, especially for a woman, it's not just hair, like, you know, date matter, but it symbolizes your beauty, your youth, your health. And to actually shed that and lose that um, can be quite, you know, distressing. Yeah. I see. How's the relationship yeah. with your hair been over the past many years? Um, yeah, you know, like they say, um, hair is a woman's crowning glory. Yeah, there's, there's some truth in it. I don't always like my hair, but at least I have hair and I, I had quite, you know, quite a lot of it. So much. So I've always been, yeah, proud of my hair in, in that sense. Like, never really thought about it much. Always had long hair. I've always had long hair since I was like 14 years old. Never cut it short. And then all of a sudden, imagine like, you know, after my second chemo session, my hair is like all gone. So I went from a lot of long hair to like no hair. <laughs> so yes, that was that was quite drastic. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm so yes. sorry to hear that it was such a traumatic experience for you when you first discovered your hair coming out in clumps. And I guess Kara and myself as well, when we had our chemo session, I think one of the few episodes where we were like, oh shit, this is really happening is when our hair started falling off as well. Mm. Yes, yes. Agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But That's how like do you feel? really the shit hits yeah. the fan. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But how do you feel how like after feel? the next few days? Uh, you said that it was quite traumatic and, you know, it became such like a disturbing experience for you when you're eating and whatnot. But mentally, what was really going through your mind then? Um, you mean before I shaved my head? Or yeah, after. before you shaved your head. It was um it was not just traumatic, it was I think psychologically it's like dismay. You feel like you have no control over this. You know, I think for someone who has been diagnosed with cancer, you know, we we undergo a lot, you know, um on our emotions and psychologically, and you you still feel like at least I have you want to retain some kind of control because you know, like once you start chemo, these drugs have no control over your body. You don't even know, you can't 
physically see the side effects. Maybe it feels better because you can't see it, but the hair loss is so visible and it's really a, a shock to your system. Like, you know, shit, this is happening. Like, this is happening in my body and you just feel like, what else are these drugs damaging, right? Because your hair is just like falling out and it's not just visible to you, it's visible to everyone, to society, you know? Mm. And I think it's also the whole um, stigma, like you go out, maybe more for a woman, you don't have hair, people are going to wonder what's wrong with you, you know? Mm. And yeah, you can wear a hat or a cap or a wig to cover up, but it's like, you know, you, you still feel like you don't want people to know that you don't have hair and you have to cover up. Mm. And it's just the whole, um, other than the physical discomfort of undergoing chemotherapy, it's this psychological discomfort. Maybe discomfort is too light of a word. Like a warfare. <laughs> yes, psychological warfare that you undergo as well. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. like a... Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, you you know you know that you're going to go through chemo. But then, you know, but actually for me, the first time was I'm worried more about losing my hair than to like mm-hmm. go through chemo because you don't know what's chemo going to be like, right? But you know that you're going to lose yeah. your hair before chemo. So then like the, you can already imagine that like before you stepped into chemo, oh, okay, you know, like, I'm going to lose all my hair. Right, but like yeah. you, you don't really know that while going through chemo, you're gonna feel this, feel that. I mean, you hear say, but you you don't really understand it until you're you're in it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, and so, like for me, I had to research about like, wow, like you know, how did these like you know, because there are some bald role models and celebrities, Sinead Connor, is that how you pronounce? O'Connor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think a friend told me that, yeah, you know, she's she's also bald, right? You should check her out because it's her style. And so, like, for me, I, mm. I knew that I had to kind of mentally and emotionally readjust myself. Like, you know, have this mindset shift of I'm going to be bald and, like, you know, and that represents unhealthy versus... I'm going to be bald and I'm going to shave my own head and I'm going to own it as a style. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, is, was that, like, what kind of preparation did you make? Like, because you say you were mentally prepared, right? Yeah. Until you I weren't. thought I was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, what kind of, like, mental preparation did you do for yourself? Um, I bought a lot of turbans. I think I, I used it as an excuse to go shopping. <laughs> so I bought a lot of turbans and I went, I went week shopping. I think we bought, like, five weeks like, you know, medical weeks. Gorgeous Tried them ones. on and... Yeah, and then I thought we, we were having fun and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm prepared to face the world. I've got, like, my whole armor of wigs and, <laughs> and turbans. And then, but when it really happened, it was just... I, I can't even describe it. Like, it's it's so weird. Like, I, I when I shaved my head, I looked at myself in the mirror. I didn't recognize myself. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, who's this alien staring at me and it wasn't just look yeah it wasn't just like looking at myself that felt weird like you know just touching my scalp I felt I was touching like no have you have you felt a lizard (laughs) (laughs) I was touching like a lizard skin or something like even the skin on my head felt weird so I've never touched my own naked scalp yeah so everything and it's you know really like 
feeling vulnerable in every sense of the word. You know, like naked and vulnerable. It's just I, so I exposed. hear you. Yes, I guess also so like a bald head is also sort of a, a, a beacon or, you know, a shining beacon to tell others, you know, that, oh, you're going through cancer and going through treatment and hence you're bald. Yeah. 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 And also yeah. it doesn't really help that, you know, society's representation of like bald figures are usually those, you know, like witches or like <laughs> hags and whatnot. It's, it comes with its own negative connotations as well. Yeah. But but I'm also glad that there are people who views bald as being beautiful as well, you know, like the big bald, beautiful kind of like uh trend these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I also think it's how you want to rock it, so to speak. It's like your attitude, like how you, you know, how you kind of embrace your boldness. Because like, okay, people who voluntarily shave their heads, I realized like when I was just looking at like Instagram or pictures, like Cindy O'Connor, like you, you can tell she owns it. You know, like she's very confident being bald. Yeah. And interestingly, I was looking at some like uh, Insta- Instagram accounts where they, they feature pictures of women who choose to be bald, like they voluntarily shave their heads for whatever reason. And they make it look good. Mm. So, you know, I, I, and I think like, yeah, having the right mindset, wearing makeup definitely helps. Whatever you, you can do to help ensa- enhance the overall look. Mm. You know, you, I think like undergoing chemo as a cancer patient, you don't have to look like, you know, sick and weakly or unhealthy. Um, to me, during this period of time, I've never worn makeup as much or as often <laughs> so it really helps I think really yeah get does. your brows done get fake eyelashes <laughs> you know put some blush on look healthy go out get some sunlight actually yeah, yeah it, it, it really helps you don't have to look like a poster girl for cancer yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> and like I think a good tip would be um, like because I also had really long hair before treatment right and going into it, I I wanted to kind of uh, uh, ease myself into like the shortest hair possible. So I, I went for mm-hmm. like a pixie. And after I went for a mohawk, I mean, because if I was mm-hmm. ever going to have a mohawk in my life, it would be like then, right? And then I, I mean, I really love my yeah. mohawk. And, uh, and then after that, like the day that I knew, and it's also easier to shave your head when your hair is short. Otherwise, you have yeah. to cut. And then like, you know, like kind of cut more and then like shave. So yeah, I mean, and I decided to to make myself a skin skinhead. So I, I like, I, I used a mm-hmm. razor to shave, but I also used like an electric shaver to shave, but I also used a, a manual, like like a manual shaver and I just kind of like shave my head like one Right, like a Gillette. Like, yes, like that shaver. And, yeah, so it felt really like really, really clean. And um, yeah, so... A gradual, well, gradual cut. Help? No, I did it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so cool. You're so brave. I wouldn't know how to do it on my own. Oh. <laughs> I'll probably end up nicking or cutting myself. Oh, I got skills with the, sh- with the razor, so... <laughs> I don't, I'm not worried <laughs> about that. <laughs> you know, I really, really want to know about um, 
hair loss from a male perspective. And this is where we can ask Churn about this. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah. I think growing up, I've had my fair share that I know I needed to like shave my, uh, not shave, like cut my hair really short. So I guess that transition from like having like longish hair to a completely bald outlook wasn't too big a difference, but I did have qualms and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, like, I'm getting chemo, I'm going to be bald, like, how do I look like being bald? Because, like, to be honest, I don't really know how I, how I look like with no hair. Would I look like a monk? <laughs> or would I look like someone, like, I don't know, some Vin Diesel kind of sexiness uh, oozing out of me? Yeah, that, that, that leaves a lot of uncertainty and, you know, <laughs> and uncertainty obviously doesn't do well with anxiety of going through treatment mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I was like, okay, I guess like that's one of the concerns, but it's like the other concern was trying to stay alive, uh, you know, making it through treatment. And I guess like going through the first cycle, I really had like the worst expectations ever. Uh, I was just like thinking that, oh, I'm going to feel like shit. I'm going to feel so tired. I'm just going to be vomiting. I'm, my best friend is going to be the toilet bowl because I'm going to be spending my whole time there. That's our mentality. And then like, and then during my first cycle as well, I thought like, oh, okay, my hair is going to fall off. Everything is going to like pile on together. But actually on hindsight, 2020, um, the first cycle wasn't too bad. And the hair loss only came about, I think a week after my treatment ended for my first cycle. Mm. And when it happened, it was just like autumn in a a sense. And I, I felt it was quite poetic. I just felt like maybe life, if you look at it, you know, there's, you know, summer, spring. I, I mean, I'm getting my, my seasons wrong, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like essentially like I've had a good, you know, I, I've, I've been through the, the high, um, the, the, the highs of my life, you know, being in my early twenties, uh, I felt that, you know, uh, I've definitely lived through, you know, birth and then after that, subsequently summer where everything's vibrant and lively. And then now that I had cancer, I was sort of mellowing down and transitioning towards the coldness and of, of winter, of being alone at home. And so I viewed sort of my hair falling as a phase of life, as akin to it being autumn where I see, you know, the leaves of the trees sort of falling off and going into this dormant phase where then, whereby when spring comes, they are reborn and they sprout, you know, more vibrant leaves and, and the whole tree itself grows stronger. And then as I transition on, I, I felt like I had that phase and time to then reflect on how I'll spend winter. And I made you know, necessities and adjustments to make sure that whilst I'm going through winter and that is through treatment, I had my fireplace and I had my level of comfort around me so that I'm not too cold and too lonely. And I was wishing that spring would come then and for me to be reborn in a sense. Obviously the hair never came through fully, but it's okay. I take whatever it comes. (laughs) But yes, uh, but when, when... With that in mind and going through uh, these stages of hair fall akin to, you know, the changing uh, seasons of life, I am comforted to know that, you know, it's a cycle of life. What goes up must come down. Spring would come, you know, 
there'll be highs and lows of life and that I know that, you know, being bald as a male wouldn't really matter as much because, you know, in Singapore, there's so many army boys and all of us has, have been through it in, in some phases of our life. So wasn't too bothered by the fact that, you know, uh, of being bald per se, because I still think that I look young enough to pull off being an army boy per se. <laughs> but yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Claudia. <laughs> You're so poetic. Yeah. Wow, the description of the seasons. Beautiful. <laughs> losing hair. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so for you, what does what does hair mean to you? What's your relationship with your hair? Actually, to be honest, uh, and I think I mentioned it before, hair loss runs in my family. So <laughs> I I knew for a fact that, you know, when I hit my early 30s or my late 20s, like hair loss is going to be imminent. And I've come to acceptance and I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, it's okay. Like, uh, I'm going to lose my hair. So it's okay if it comes earlier. Uh, doesn't matter because I foresee it as my future already. So I've come to some form of acceptance to it. But I know other guys uh, who views their hair as a form of viri- virility. Oh God, am I pronouncing mm. that word correctly? Mm. <clears throat> as mm. some form of vir- virility and you know, how they, they appear uh, because, you know, a, head, a, a full head of hair would then symbolize that you're young, you're healthy, and this would then project you to, to have better mating partners, to be more successful in your career. But then if you think about it, yeah, that was, that was how I felt earlier on in my life. But then now that I've been through cancer, uh, it's not so much that I don't want to chase this anymore, but more of a fact of priori- prioritizing what I find important in my life now. Mm. You know how we can talk about hair now, right? I mean, mm. Claudia, now during your treatment, um, and then like for Chen and I is after treatment, and you know we we can talk about it, and like I just recall how before the treatment, it, it just felt so daunting because for those who are listening to us right now and who have received the diagnosis of cancer and going to receive treatment, uh, chemotherapy, you know, like the, the conversation about hair loss is definitely different from like the conversation now, right? Mm. So like mm. what, what kind of encouragement can we give to them in this, in this season? Mm. I think it's more like, um, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. <laughs> it's cliche, but so true. Um, I think you really find out what you're made of when you undergo something as um, drastic as chemotherapy. So you kind of filter out what matters and what doesn't also. Like, you know, hair, end of the day, hair is date matter. And if we lose hair, it doesn't like hurt us, but it's more of, you know, what kind of notions, um, you know, and our image, which is tied so closely to our hair. So a a lot of it has to do with like, um, you know, like how we look, like the more superficial notions. No, I mean, I'm not saying looks are not important. It's not that, but it's just like, you know, once you lose a part of yourself, which is so 
um, you know, central to you looking as a, a person, <laughs> as a healthy person. Mm. And then you have to just kind of deal with your, your raw self. It's, um, it's really a lot of conversations that you, you have with yourself. Like you, you start to like ask yourself like who you really are. Um, and you, you know, like really introspective questions and you know, what matters really in life. You, you take away that image, who is that person underneath the, the hair or the looks. And yeah, just like, you know, peeling layers of yourself away and just uncovering who you really are on the inside. Like an onion. It, yes, like an onion. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of what I went through, you know, during this journey. Mm. And then, you know, end of the day, you discover maybe you don't look so without hair also. You don't look so <laughs> what? Sorry? You don't look so bad without hair. Like, mm. I think eventually you'll come to... um, you come to a place where you accept yourself that you don't look so bad without hair. Like, you know, you can still be beautiful, bald, looking without hair and you just make peace with it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because uh, we just had this uh, support group call on uh, this the, the past weekend and uh, mm. a cancer patient was also, I think she couldn't really come to terms with uh, her bald head. And so she was yep. asking us about it. And uh yeah, I mean, so we were sharing as well. So, you know, some, some people really can't come to terms with, you know, having no hair. And, you know, it's, it's, it's valid. You know, it's, it's a valid feeling to have because sure. like, hair is so important to, to all of us. You know, I, I completely agree with you, Claudia. It is like a lot of self-discovery and self-acceptance and, and the works. Right, Churn? Yes, definitely. I feel that sometimes taking away your the defining things of yourself, like the outward appearances can create, as what Claudia said, conversations with yourself. And, and, and I suppose it also unburdens you from the materialistic world. And if you think about it, monks shave their heads and their eyebrows because they want to detach themselves from the material things on earth to then, you know, philosophically think about what life uh, is and what matters so so I guess you know being bought sometimes you know you can take it like a meditation retreat as well <laughs> as you go through yeah, seasons yeah. of life yeah and it, it is a meditative process because you know I don't know about you but every 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 day when I'm bald I, I always like you know just like touch my head because oh it's so foreign <laughs> it's like oh wow it's so round <laughs> Like, oh shit, it's so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, getting used to that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, I know I'll ask like other people, you know, hey, you want to rub my head? I heard like rubbing a ball head, you know, gives good luck, you know. If you like if you strike the lottery, uh yes, share your earnings in me, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and actually from a female perspective, it's so much lighter like physically and it's so much cooler when you don't have hair and you spend a lot less time in the shower you don't worry about getting your hair done or getting a haircut or buying shampoo <laughs> so during this period I'm just gonna like 
you know, just enjoy in the convenience of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. I know once oh. my hair grows back, you know, it's back to the whole blow drying, shampooing, spending oh. half an hour in the shower, etc. Yeah. <laughs> so now I can just relax and be lazy. And be lazy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So like recently I've had a friend volunteer for Children's Cancer Foundation, Hair for Hope. And, you know, she volunteered to to shave her head for mm. for charity i interviewed her and asked her what her thoughts are um and i would love to hear what you guys think about it after okay sure. well thank you so much Faisal, for joining us today with chilling with trin and kara we are so happy that you can join us for this soundbite and we'd like to ask you a couple of questions about your recent experience shaving your head for hair for hope is that okay yes sure okay great so can you share a little bit about hair for hope as a shavy so basically, um, Hair for Hope is Children Cancer Foundation's largest fundraiser every year. So what they get people to do is basically people shave our, uh, shave their heads uh, voluntarily to tell cancer patients that it's okay to be bald, basically to make a bald statement. Wow. Yeah. This round, they raised like $3.6 million in total from all the shavies. And for myself, I raised uh, 1.2K uh, from donations. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, like, yeah, and like, I just wanted to ask you, you know, because I know how long your hair was before you shaved your head. It was like super long below your waist. And I know that this is a huge commitment to shave off, like, you know, your your long hair. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, amongst all the various causes, why did you choose to raise funds via shaving your head? Maybe I wasn't really thinking about the funds so much, but... I think all along I had grown my hair and I had had this thinking that every few years I will like either shave it or cut a big chunk of it off to donate it because I like hair very much and I feel that it's, it's pretty wasteful if I grow my hair and I just cut it off and throw it away. I I feel like I uh yeah I can't really bear to like just mm. throw away a lot of hair. So I feel that okay, if I can grow it out and then I can cut some of it off and it can be donated so that it can be reused, then I think that is a good thing. Lah. Wow, that's amazing. So like, do you know where your hair got donated to? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, the hair will be made into a wig that will be donated to the National Cancer Centre Wig Bank. Oh, yeah. wow. So I'm... So it will go, yeah, it will be donated there so that it can go to a cancer patient. Uh. And each week needs three people's hair to make. Okay, I didn't know that. But your hair is so long, so does it still need three people to make? They said the minimum requirement was 16 inches, but my hair was like 25 inches when I measured it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know it's really long. Right. And um, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, you know, we, we want to know, you know, how did you feel you know, knowing that you're going to cut off your hair, you know, like especially you have such a long hair, right? Like, how, how did you feel before you did the actual shaving? Like, the anticipation part. Were you scared? You know, were you like, like, whatever? <laughs> yeah, even though it's my second time doing it, I've actually done it before, but then I was also very scared because it is a big change. And then since 
the last time it was five years ago so my hair grew out for like five years yeah then I was also quite scared yeah I mean I mean it definitely takes a lot of strength to you know know that you're gonna lose your hair and then to to have to shave it off you know like on that day that you you decided to do it right so like how did you feel during the act of shaving you know when someone came over you mentioned uh, to cut your hair so how, how did you feel at that moment I wasn't mentally prepared to do it immediately. I felt that I needed some more time because actually the day that I decided to shave was, there were quite a few, there were quite some things going on. So I think what really motivated me was thinking of those people that I know who have cancer. I had thoughts of backing out, man. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I committed to this. I don't feel mentally prepared at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Well, I yeah, but I was like, okay, since I committed to it, I have to do it. Like, I'm I'm not gonna let people down because like once I announced it, people were starting to donate and all that already. And then if I don't shave, then it's like, then they donated. <laughs> like, it's like I let everybody down, right? Oh. I mean, there were people like I think my parents and some people told me, okay, if in the end you don't want to shave, it's it's okay, you know, like you mm. don't have to but I just feel that if I commit to something I feel that I have an obligation to see it through wow yeah that is a very brave character oh yeah and then I think the days leading up to the shave what I thought was that I'll never be fully ready for this but I'm gonna do it anyway because like I've arranged this day to shave wow so so now that you have a shaved head right like how how do you feel Okay, so it took me a while, maybe a few days to get used to it because when I first had my hair shaved, um, yeah, I was also quite amazed to see like how much hair there is because they shaved the hair directly from my scalp. So, and it was all tied in a ponytail. So the hair from the top of my head was, was in fact, it was a lot of hair. Yeah, so it was, and it was quite interesting to be holding the hair in my hands, but I also felt a bit like oh oh my this is like well I'm I'm immediately parting with my hair after shaving instead of okay I shave already and you mm. know I have a while to process like before I give my hair away but it's like on the spot it's shaved and I just get to look at it and you know hold it for a while and then I have to give it away so yeah it was quite nerve wracking um, but then after I shave and yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was of course quite messy, like because a lot of hairs will fall over the place. So, and then I, I took some pictures and I felt so awkward when I looked myself in the mirror. I was like, oh my God, I look so weird now. Like, yeah, I, I felt yeah, But you look good. Like, you look really good, babe. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it took me a few days for me to get used to my new look, even though I did it before, but I just felt very awkward looking at myself uh, and I've always associated shave heads with uh, Buddhist monks and nuns because I'm a Buddhist and uh, those are the bot people that I usually come into contact with. So I wanted to ask you like now that you look at yourself in the mirror right like do you feel that you you know you recognize yourself you know like have you accepted how you look you know with a shaven head yeah of course i mean like i after a few days i'm used to it already i think it's just like people who who may do a drastic haircut from long hair to a short hair then 
at first like they may not be used to it they may even cry over it but then mm. after a while then it grows on them and then after a while I also enjoy my look a lot so last but not least um are there any words from you to encourage uh, those entering into chemotherapy on you know um hair loss yeah i think everybody you know whatever it is just be brave man like i mean like you may feel very down you may you may cry you may grieve and all that but i think ultimately i think everybody can find a way to be strong like whatever happens to them like sometimes I mean, you see it happening to somebody else, and you're like, "Wow, so poor thing." But then, when it happens to you, you know, you just have to adapt, and you just have to go through it. You know. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing your experience, Paisa. You know, we really, really appreciate that you took this time for this soundbite, and um, the cancer community really thanks you for your dedication and com- commitment to you know helping the cause. And you know, you look fabulous with your shaven head. You know, and. Uh, yeah, you know, thank you so much for for everything. Right. So, how do you how do we feel when we hear our volunteers shaving their head for the hair for hope cause or for the cancer cause? Well, for me, I think I applaud them for their bravery and courage because I I don't think I could ever do something like that. Like uh, lose my hair on a volunteering basis. Yeah, that takes a lot of courage. So, Kudos to Pace for doing that. I think it's really selfless of her and to actually think about other people. And by donating her hair, she's also helping so many others who, who needed this sort of uh, reassurance as well. Mm. And yeah, Pace, you did amazing. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I remember one year... Um, I think a couple of years after my my chemo, I volunteered for the event. It was at Vivo City and I was the usher. And so mm-hmm. I had to usher those in line up to stage, right? And on stage, there's uh, like the perimeter uh, were chairs and there was a barber that like shaved off the, the volunteer's hair, right? And... I, I think I didn't really expect how I was going to feel when I, when I offered to volunteer for this event because one by one, as they went on stage to shave their heads, I, I just couldn't help but to feel so touched emotionally. And like, I was just trying to hold back tears and there was like a lump in my throat. And I'm just like, so, you know, just so kantong, so touched, you know, by their act of shaving, you know, as a healthy person. And I was just telling myself, stop, don't cry, don't cry. You know, like you're here to help. <laughs> right. Okay. I was like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> Get a hold of yourself, girl. Get a hold of myself, yeah. <laughs> just lines of people offering to shave their heads, right? Just the wow. sight of that really touched me greatly. But I don't know about you guys, but like even these mm. days when I watch... um you know, videos like, or like, you know, stories about how someone's diagnosed with cancer or how they're coping with it. I get really emotional too. And like the ones that hit me most are those little kids with cancer. Oh, no, no, no. I, I can't even yeah. go there. Like seriously. Yeah. It's just, it's just too much to bear. Think about. Yeah, I cannot like, like, I'm not, a, I'm, I don't cry, but like a little tiny, <laughs> like tear would just appear out of the corner of my eye. But you'll just get stuck in. (laughs) (laughs) It's only human to cry. It's okay. (laughs) Yes. 
And on that note, I believe we have come to an end to this episode. But before that, we'd like to do a little takeaway on how to deal with hair loss during chemotherapy. So, Claudia? Um, I can't really... I think everyone is different. Like you mentioned that you met uh, um, someone who's undergoing chemo right now who can't you know come to terms yet with hair loss right I don't I don't really know what to say to comfort someone like that because I, I feel like it really has to come from your own inner place of acceptance and you know I think a lot of people can encourage you and share their experiences those who have been through it um, but uh, it's I think like a, a not a resolution it's just something you have to do for yourself. Like, you know, tell yourself, don't be so hard on yourself. It's it's hair, yes, it's important, but you know, end of the day, it will grow back. And I think the most important thing now is to just really go through this treatment with a peace of mind. And um, yeah, hair loss is something that you experience along the way, but at the end of the day, you know, you know that this treatment is going to make you well again. And there's something to look forward to, like a clean bill of health and the hair growth will come along <laughs> with it. So, you know, it's just going through a day at a time, I feel like, you know, don't, don't think too much. Don't worry too much about what other people think because when you undergo a journey like that, it's really your, your space, your growth, your journey, and you have to fo- focus on what makes you happy and at ease. And it's it's also really about, you know, the people who love and care for you. You totally understand, like, you know, losing your hair is... It, they will try to make you feel more comfortable about the whole notion of losing your hair. And, you know, people who just don't matter what society thinks, it really doesn't matter now. It's just focusing about your own journey and the people around you. So that's the one tip I can give away. <laughs> yeah, I hope it helps. <laughs> Just focusing on your your own journey and trying to make yourself feel better from day to day. Yeah. How about you, Kara? What's your take home message? Um, I think that uh, what really helped me was to. I mean, first of all, you. you you will always feel that feeling of loss, right? Because there is that relationship with the hair. And, um, you know, there will be grief. There will be, like, you know, reluctance and hesitation and, and all that. Um, but what really helped me a lot is uh, when I look at role models who um, just went, despite all the, the, the bad feelings and the grief, right, just still went forward and, and owned the, the, the baldness, just owned the, the hair loss, mm. right? And so, like, what I would, you know, what I did before is really to just go on YouTube um, and search for uh, women shaving their heads, right? Because that's how I gain my confidence and, and, and gain my encouragement to just go forth and, and just shave my own head. And even, you know, like follow Claudia on Instagram, right? At Breast Cancer Warriors, <laughs> right? And, you know, she also posts her, 
you know her beautiful bald head on you know on social media with uh, with confidence you know follow follow me on instagram at karachu and if you scroll all the way down it's it like you know i give my journey of like my my like my just my bald head and my shaven look when i go out when i'm at home and and you know you just need to follow people who just own their bald head and that is my encouragement to you guys and how about churn mm, to be honest i i don't really have much of a take home because being bald never bothered me anyway i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> frozen please do not sue me for copyright <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding but uh but but yeah as in i feel that the only change i mean the only constant is change and that sometimes you know um when you're at you know when you're completely different and that others uh see you in a completely different light it also shows you who your real friends are and who actually you know uh, are still there for you because of who you are and not for how you look like and if you could be at your most completely different self at your lowest point in your life and there are still those who still stick with you no matter what it just shows a lot to them as well so to and again i always give gratitude to my personal cheerleaders and my superheroes and those who have remained you know so close to me until today asking me how i am i hear you mm. i see you i feel you thank <laughs> you so much for being there for me uh i i, I always thank all of you guys uh, for cheering me on in this journey we call life and i am so excited to meet more of you guys and for example claudia who Yay! is our guest speaker today Woo-hoo! so yeah thank you i'm so thank glad you. we can be like so bold mates <laughs> <laughs> like Love it. seriously man like you know we connect because we have been through it losing our hair yeah yeah definitely these experiences obviously is a magnet for us to all vibe with each other mm-hmm. yes and we'd like to thank you guys for vibing with us as well thank you claudia so much for joining us with chilling with us chilling with us anytime <laughs> always a pleasure yes thank you, thank so you much for, for having me on your channel oh no no problem thank you so much for being here anytime yay goodbye guys bye bye Are you having a party downstairs? Like my kids are having a party, not me.